listen, lots happened uh, in the country. A lot has happened around the world. And, uh, you know, God is doing great things. And um, so what I want to talk to you about today, obviously, the Roe versus Wade decision. Now, keep in mind, this doesn't mean that we back off. Obviously, um, the great part of it is, is we have uh, a ruling that should have been back in 1973. Um, you know, it, it, it was a ruling that really every American ought to be relieved about if you're a true American. And you understand that our Constitution needs to be upheld. And uh, that's why we have freedoms today. And what's amazing to me is people that feel the need to somehow protest. And, uh, you know, let's go, you know, burn down a jewelry store in a blue state. I just don't get it because it's a state of confusion. You know, if you say, well, Pastor Hank, what, what can we really pray? You know, here's what you have to understand before Anthony reads. And we're going to read some of the couple of the prophecies is this is this isn't just a natural uh, thing that's happened. This this is a spiritual victory, but it's also a spiritual battle. You say, why is that? If you look at what Paul said in Second Thessalonians chapter three uh, in verse two, he said to pray that God would deliver us from wicked and unreasonable people. Have you ever seen what it looks like in an aborted baby? You understand those that are out there, their frame of mind, it's unreasonable. And it's wicked. Now, in history, if you want to make God grieved, you want to hurt the father's heart, you want to get him angry, is you get over into false worship. And one of the, 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 the false worships that really you could say um, was Israel's uh, downfall many times was they would get over and they would worship uh, Baal. They would bring all these false gods in. That's why don't accept the woke lie. It's, 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 it's demonic idols and ideologies that are trying to come in and mix with biblical morals and truth. And God got angry at Israel because they kept blending all of this, you know, let's just appease everybody, let's all get along. No, that's not the way God instructed it. So here, here's the key. They would sacrifice their children to Moloch and to Baal. And there would be sacrifice, there would even be, you know, bloodshed. Now, why is this significant? And this is so important that you hear this. Why is this significant? Because when abortion was legalized in the United States almost 50 years ago, something happened in the natural realm over this country. First, they took prayer out. So you get the prayer guard down. That's why don't stop praying. Put the prayer guard, keep it up high. That's why Wednesday nights, we're continuing to do this through the summer, summer nights of prayer. It's been powerful, hasn't it? And so keep the prayer shield up. That's what, why the enemy took it out of the schools, changed the mindset of people, came in and began to do something. And that is this. It's not so much what happens in the natural. It's what happens in the spirit realm. Here's what it is. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he wasn't suffocated. Now, did he die, you know, trying to breathe? Yes, there was that aspect of it. But notice they didn't just strangle the Son of God. There was shedding of blood. Because Leviticus 17 says that the life of all flesh is in the blood. Why did the Son of God have to shed his own blood? Because every man born into the world after Adam, the Bible says in Ezekiel 16, their blood is polluted. Okay, so there's no one righteous no, not one. Everyone born into the earth carries the polluted blood that came through Adam's sin. Jesus had to come and redeem us with his blood to get back, watch this, a blood right. When Jesus shed his blood, what was the next thing that happened 50 days later? The spirit. Because blood and spirit go together. When God breathed into Adam who is a lifeless piece of clay from the dust of the earth. And God breathed in him the breath of life, plural, because he could operate in the spirit, he could operate in the natural. Blood began to flow in his body. So when blood and spirit go together, 
You have to understand when they are killing these babies, murdering them in the womb, and even outside of the womb. I mean, come on, it's just gotten more degraded and, 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 and more reprobate as it's gone on. Is because the enemy is smarter than what most people are. He realizes that if he has worship and sacrifice through blood, he then gets a legal right and access in the earth, in the nation, in the state, in the city. Come on. And he gets a, he gets a legal right in the spirit and in the, in the natural. You take that blood right away from him by a supreme court decision it's order which was by god the supreme god and now watch what's happening it cuts off the spiritual legal right and access that the devil had over the country and it begins now to manifest in the natural watch the victories that are going to begin to happen and watch the battles that are going to begin to take place over blue states some are going to become Purple because they're going to be, there's a bruising coming. And then it's going to shift and they're going to start going red. I'm serious. You watch what happens. And, and what's even more amazing is the culture of death. People that want to, you know, look like they're half dead. Okay. How they tried to kill our freedoms. That's a culture of death. You watch now that this blood right has been reestablished because of the prayers of the righteous, what kind of freedom it's going to release over the land. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go for it. <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor Hank. And I just want to honor pastors Hank and Brenda because they've been speaking these words for years, guys. This, has, this wasn't just a 2022, 2021 thing. These prophecies about the Supreme Court overruling and a rightness and a righteousness being established across this land has been going back as far as 2005. So I just honor 2005? you. 2005? 2005. Wow. So I honor you both for standing in there and continuing to speak despite what the hey, culture has been saying. Let me, let me do this. Thank you. Before you do that, I yeah. want to do one. We don't have a meme for this one, but sure. I, I want to do this real quick. So somebody had posted this prophecy, and I forgot about it, but you did verify it. Listen to this one from 2016. We actually have that. Oh, do you have it? Yeah. Do you guys want to pull that up from October Yeah, pull up. This, this is really interesting. God was giving us an amazing clue that this was going to come pretty fast. All right. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll stand over on this side. I just don't want to stand in the way of the words. But all right, where do I stand where we don't stand in the way of the words? <laughs> there you go. All right. God says... October 26th. Yeah, make sure you put it up on the screen for them to see. In the it should audience. be red. The slide okay. should be red. Yeah, there you go. All right, 2016. Well, this was 2019. I just saw something. I saw a great... <laughs> there it is. I just saw something. I saw it switch. And it did. This is it. <laughs> it did. It switched over the land. Okay, 2016. Your Supreme Court will change. For I am the Supreme Judge. And God says, watch, for I will raise up when there is a vacancy of two and then three at that time at that time there wasn't at that time there wasn't all of you that want to hate 45 i think you know i don't i don't i don't think you're right i don't think you're true okay anyway so your supreme court will change watch for i'll raise up when there's a vacancy of what two and then watch and then three the spirit of grace says something would happen at the third vacancy People who don't want to believe in prophecy, this was years before. God nailed it. Two vacancies, then on the third, watch what he said would happen on the third vacancy. I will place a woman there. Mark it down. The third vacancy was the woman. And God said, I shall place her there at the helm. And this shall be a compassionate woman, says the Lord. And it shall be her compassion for the right of the unborn to live that shall overturn and topple the laws that have aborted the innocent. What? Now here's the sign. This is what the enemy is right. Blood and spirit go together. Here is what the enemy is terrified of. What does a nation look like filled with what? Glory. Glory. That's spirit. Can you see it? Can you see it? Says the Lord. God was already telling us. It was coming, and we'll, we'll pull those up from 2005 later on uh, this week. All right, go for it. Do your stuff, Anthony. All righty. Everybody say, there's levels to this. There's levels to this. 
And I say that because in what I call the social media effect, they like to do a lot of things. Hear me out, millennials. They do this intentionally. I was in, I've been in marketing for a while. They play on your emotions. And they will always say, notice how it always says breaking news. Everything's breaking news. Aaron Rodgers eats a cheeseburger, breaking news. I had to do that for Matt. Aaron Rodgers what? You know, uh, you know everything's breaking news. Okay. And, and here's why. They are wanting you to take things out of context. Have you ever, have you ever assumed something and then you found out it was completely wrong because it was out of context? What, did you, what was your initial reaction? It was an emotional response, right? You see that on social media happening a lot because they, get, they, they can get you to make an emotional response. They'll just get you to be completely blinded to anything else. And so I say there's levels to this because I wanna read this to you guys because you have to keep this in mind when it comes to not only the prophetic, but also in your study time when it comes to reading the word. So it says, when it comes to anything with God, we have to understand that in order to truly have a sound perspective, you have to look at things with a kingdom lens. When it comes to the Bible, you have to read it and look at things from a historical, a literal, and a prophetic lens. Yes. Everybody say there's levels to this. So now how does this translate when it comes to real life current events such as Roe versus Wade? So studying in the Bible in this way trains you to look at things even in the natural in the context that's historical, means with the, that's historical, um, that, sorry, studying the Bible trains you to look at things in context. So that's the historical part. Trains you to look at things with a biblical standard. So that's the literal. And then finally, looking at current events and situations and circumstances with a redemptive plan of God in mind. That's the prophetic. You always have to remember there's always a redemptive plan of help and hope. The other thing I want to point out is that you will see in some of the prophecies that Pastor Hank is getting ready to read that the Spirit of the Lord combines all three, the historical, the literal, and also the redemptive plan, and he talks about it in a way by calling it rightness that leads to righteousness. So when it comes to Roe versus Wade, and really any kind of legislation that you see passed down, I'm looking at my man Ty back there because he's in... Uh, He's studying to be a lawyer, so uh, I talked to him quite a bit this week. But you have to look at it this way. This is going to be the historical and literal aspect of it. The question that you must ask yourself is not whether or not the decision or ruling violates someone's rights. The proper question is whether or not the national government exceeded or overstepped in their powers. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the Constitution, this is your homework. Look at Amendments 9 and Amendments 10. It will tell you everything you need to know about why they made this decision. So, it says that the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that state laws could not forbid a woman to have an abortion during the first three months of pregnancy. The court also ruled that during the second three months, a state could regulate abortions only to protect women's health. Okay. Now, that's the first question that you have to ask yourself when you're looking at things like that. The second question that you have to ask yourself is, what is God saying concerning this event and what is it pointing to? Because it's always pointing to something. And lastly, Pastor Hank already touched on this, but how can we pray? I implore you guys, if you have not been here for Wednesday night, start getting here. Because all summer, every Wednesday, we are gonna be praying and interceding for the nation of America. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, there was no coincidence that they leaked this back in May. The enemy has had a month, and a, half to, a month and a half to plan something else. So do not get distracted and ease back like Pastor Hank has been saying. I want to read this really quick as well. The Holy Spirit gave me this. A society or civilization cannot thrive without a priority being placed on life. A society or civilization cannot live on the blood sacrifice of the innocent. A society can only exist on the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And this is the last thing I'm going to read because I want you to keep this in mind and then Pastor Hank's going to come and read some prophecies. But it says this, life, liberty, the pursuit of eternal joy through the kingdom of God. All of these unalienable rights are carefully and divinely crafted within God's purpose 
and will for each and every one of us, well before we were formed in the womb, we are marked for a specific assignment, for a specific season, and God desires for us to fulfill that call. He makes it very clear that every life is sacred and valued without measure. The, de- the decision by the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade marks a significant shift, not only in the political landscape of this nation coming back to its intended constitutional framework, but also represents a transition into the new era that the Lord has promised. The Spirit of the Lord has prophetically spoken at length concerning the new era through this ministry. God has said, watch this, that in this new era, there is an anointing of preservation reserved for the future generation and a dedication to the children. In this season, we will see a put it back movement where laws will be overturned to restore rightness and righteousness, including abortion. Prayer will be invited back into the schools. Perverted curriculums will be abandoned. This was one of my favorites, Pastor, that, that so was these prophesied. Are, these are from prophecies. Yes, I'm just all highlighting a few things. So yes. Make sure you let the people know on screen. This these, is from prophecies. Yeah, all of these things are from that prophecies that I was looking back at that are going to highlight this okay, new era gotcha. that we want to be on the lookout for because it's going to be a sign of what God is doing. The other thing is this. You're going to see child actors and child celebrities serving the Lord. That was prophetically spoken. And mass gatherings of the youth worshiping Jesus publicly to still and silence the Avenger. Now, as we celebrate this monumental victory, we have to continue to press into the spirit because it is your prayers that will continue to cause the glory of God to restore this land. Amen. Amen. Wow. I like it. Prayer invited in the schools, perverted curriculums abandoned, child actors, celebrities serving the Lord, mass gatherings of the youth, worshiping. Wow. And this was all before, obviously, the ruling. So, you know what? If the ruling happened, then that's what's going to follow. And we're excited. All right. So, let's... um, Anthony, stay close. So let's put up a few prophecies for those that are watching what God has said ahead of time. And we'll pull out some of the earlier words too. Um, But if they would be so kind to put up on the screen. Um, You know, just start it with, uh, here's one. All right, this was the March 31st, 2019. I just saw something. That's when I had a vision. I saw a great celebration coming unto this land because of an announcement that will be made concerning Roe versus Wade. I saw it. Uh, And it was on that day. And God says, watch this. There shall be mothers and fathers that will gather and say, we shall bring our children. We shall march in a place of celebration of what? A new era. Now, we know the new era was going to happen because 2015, God prophesied when a former president will die on that day, God says, I will shake the soil of this land. Well, there was that Alaska earthquake, 7.0, happened on the same day that George Bush Sr. passed. So I knew then when that was fulfilled in 2018 from 2015. Wow, we're entering into a new era. Then God said there would be a plague on the land. And that was in 2019. And he also said in 2018 and 19, not only would there be a plague on the land, but he said, uh, I'm going to dedicate this next decade to, watch this, the children. And it will be known as the decade of difference. It will start off harsh. I mean, remember that prophecy. And has it been harsh? But you know what God said? It'll end up in rest. So I was working on my trains yesterday, and the Spirit of the Lord was speaking to him, and he said, you remember when I spoke to you about the harsh season? And uh, I was standing there, and I said, yes, I do remember. And he said, Hank, he said, what did I tell you would come after the, uh, the harsh season? I said, Lord, you said rest. He said, yes. And do you understand when the Supreme Court rested their decision? It's part of unlocking other things that will bring this nation back into reset and rest. You watch. All right, let's go. Let's, keep, let's roll because I want to preach a little bit. I want to preach on uh, don't go to hell. No, I'm down. No, no. I mean, don't go to hell. But that's what I'm preaching. All right. I just saw something. I saw a great celebration. We already hit that one. Let's, um, let's go to the next one, please. Thank you. You're doing a great job. 
appreciate that. It's uh, all right. And uh, we'll go to the next one, please. And uh, I can. There we go. May 22nd. Just and I'll watch the words. Just as things get what? Yeah. Heated up in your land. Do we not just have a heat wave? Yeah. By the way, what did the Lord say would happen? He would get hot, and then what would happen? Yeah. Have you been enjoying it? Yeah. yeah. Now watch. Right when this was released, May 22nd, think about that. This May, a heat wave started hitting the land. And right around that time, right around that time, the leak, leaker, we haven't found out who the leaker is because, you know, the DOJ, Jay, you know, probably has it on their desk and they just need to get to it. Um, but, but anyway, fast forward three years later in May, heat wave on the land. And right when that happened, the leaker comes out. Now watch this. Just as things get heated up in your land. See, we're all thinking, that's why you got to trust prophecy. We're all thinking, oh, heated events. Okay. You know, what does that mean? God speaking, heated. There will be a distraction that will come from your Supreme Court. Was there ever? I wish God would have said leaker, but he said distraction. And it will bring discussion, fear, arguing, bickering, because it's about to fall on this nation. And it goes on and talks about there's going to be a shifting, and it's going to be uh, with a woman. And it's amazing. God knew it. Once that woman was going to be in place, uh, it was going to shift everything. Okay, let's go to the next prophecy. And... Uh, this is March 3rd, 2000. For the enemy has thought through the massacres in the womb, through abortion, that he could stop the destiny for the future generation. But listen to me, says the Lord. The light that is coming is causing a dissatisfaction and outrage. And they will say enough of the murdering of children in this land. Yeah. For the Spirit of God says, I'm moving in the now. Now my glory is coming upon the earth and it's coming fast. God knew it. Get the blood right. What comes next? The Spirit, glory. I stand now to move into exposed, settle and unite, and I'm uniting the United States that bears its name, changing your laws, establishing righteousness and righteousness on your courts. Look at March, this is 2017. I love God's, I love, you know, Father, I just want to say this. I love your attitude. I think you're amazing in your attitude. And I like it when you get a little bit saucy. I do, I like that. Remember when the Lord said that he was going to, he prophesied years ago, Anthony, we, we need to find it, where he said he's going to be a positive irritant in their hinder parts. You remember that? And he used the example of when uh, the Philistines got hemorrhoids in scripture. You remember that? And God's prophesying. So I remember it was coming to my mouth. I'm like, uh, Lord, should I be saying this? But I know it's you. <laughs> okay. Supreme thing, isn't it? Children in the womb who live leaping in the womb shall now leap upon the soils of your land. Watch. As abortion laws will change, giving them life and a chance to leap. It's 2018. Righteousness, justice will be established now, says God. Watch what happens as your courts shift. Okay, so he's saying there's coming. How are you going to know that things are shifting? He's going to tell you. I've said to you before, rulings. Guess what the Supreme Court ruling was? 6-3. Then there was a 7-2 ruling that happened, which we need to find. I've had people texting me. But there was another one, 8-1. Voter ID. This is 2018. And God says, watch. He's telling us, do not fear. This is why they're attacking prophetic voices that are speaking for God. Do not fear. I fear God more than I do men. Yes. Do not fear, for watch out, watch out of the mouth of babes and sucklings I've declared, I've ordained perfect praise to still the avenger. And their voices have not been in vain. Those who've never had a chance to speak upon this land, but oh, they speak. Oh, God. <laughs> the rising of God. This is June 22, 2022. The rising of his agenda. Okay, this was just last Wednesday. The rising of God, the arising of his agenda. Swift, this is before the court's rulings. Swift victory shall be one right after another. Did you see that? Through the courts of this land. Are you ready for some months of victory? Are you ready to see the tide has truly turned, says the living God. Father, we worship you. Father, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we bless you. And Jesus, we're in awe of you. Yeah. 
Master, Savior, precious King. Jesus, I know you love the Father, and we love him too. And Father, I feel like a gift has been placed back into your beautiful hands. The hands of children walking, leaping, dancing, and praising. But Lord, what I also believe is the spirit and the attitude that shall be upon the young that are being spared. They will help turn back the nations of the earth to rightness, righteousness, and to the honoring of you, the almighty God. And we love you. Amen. I'll talk to you later. Praise God. All right. Amen. Just wanted to tell him I was going to talk to him later. He knows that. I want to, I just heard him say something and I want to ask him a question, but it's not the appropriate time to ask him. He just asked, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I just heard him say something, but I want to ask him about it. I worship you. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I'll wait. Maybe it'll come out next service when I'm supposed to say something. Okay. All right. Um, can, we, can we preach just for a few minutes? Okay. All right. I want you to open your Bibles. I want to talk about the benefits of speaking in tongues. And what I want to talk about today is how, for the sake of time, how praying in tongues is a spiritual weapon against the enemy. I thought it would be very appropriate this day to talk about this. People don't realize how important praying in tongues really is. Now, again, in every service, uh, as 1 Corinthians 14 says, you have three types of people in every service. You have the believers who are filled with the Spirit. They pray in tongues. They know what it is. They, they've been gloriously filled with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And you have those that are saved, and, uh, but they've never spoken in tongues. Or maybe they've heard some erroneous teachings or teachings about tongues, and they don't, they're, they're not filled or whatever. But then you also have the unbeliever. They're like, tongues? What's tongues? I got a tongue in my mouth. Well, we're going to speak today from the context of those of you that are spirit-filled and those of you that need to get spirit-filled and those of you that need to get saved and spirit-filled because what you have is a powerful, powerful weapon. You know, I always like it when, uh, and, and Brenda, you, you, I say this respectfully, you know, she goes out and shops and stuff, gives me the house to myself. And I love it because I love to just pray and I love to pray in tongues. And God reminded me yesterday, Hank, this is a spiritual weapon. Look at Luke chapter 24, verse 39. And Jesus is speaking. This is before the, the Great Commission. He says, Behold, I send you the promise of my Father upon you. But I want you to wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with what? Power, Power or supernatural enabling from on high. All right, that's Luke 24, 49. We know that they did, 120 of them, including uh, Jesus' mother, Mary, was there, and some other women, and his brethren and sisters were there, and they were in the upper room. But why? Why should they? Acts 1-8. They'll put that up on the screen, and those that are watching in the chapel and at home, here's why. But you shall receive power, dunamis, dynamite power, after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Omaha, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. God gives you a supernatural power. I know it firsthand because typically I'm, I'm kind of a, a shy person. I really am. I know you don't believe me, but I am. Ask my wife. I really am. I am. But the Spirit of the Lord comes on you and, and it gives you the might and the authority that turns you into another person. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. In verse 1, and I'm just laying this out, and then I'm going to show you how it's a weapon. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Watch this. There appeared unto them tongues like a fire. Remember what John the Baptist said? He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You know, since I've been filled with the Holy Spirit back in 1984, man, I've had a fire that has never gone out. But fire had to appear because it was a sign of something whenever a blood sacrifice was considered accepted and worthy by God. Jesus had just shed his blood 
50 days prior. Now God was showing them and the devil that Jesus' blood and final sacrifice was worthy. That's why there was fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. That's the verse I want you to see. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. Now, the Lord asked me a question several weeks ago. He said, what do you think would be the state of the earth? What would be the state of an individual? What would be the state of my body, my church in the earth? If people would just increase the amount of time that they prayed in the Holy Ghost. How many of you have been doing that? And he said, if they would just do it, he said, imagine what would happen to your politics. Imagine what would happen to the atmosphere. If we all would just increase praying in tongues, what would happen if we all would do it at the same time? Because the Bible says that we, when we pray in tongues, we speak unto God a mystery. Now, if God is speaking a message like 1 Corinthians 14, and it's coming from God through someone who has the gift of tongues, not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, which I just read, is given to anybody who's saved who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But if the gift of tongues is in operation, God speaking a divine message to a vessel that has that gift of tongues... It requires an interpretation. Now, we're going to do that on Wednesday. We are going to literally come together for a few minutes and we are going to hammer it in tongues. Okay? And we're going to teach you some things. So let me give you an illustration. I didn't teach you this in the nine o'clock service. Uh, I don't believe. Did I teach you about the guy that was on the airplane sitting behind me? Did I speak it in the nine o'clock service? I did. Then I didn't do it in the 1130. So I'll do it in the 1130. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll go back over that one. But I want you to see what the benefits of praying in tongues really does and how it is a weapon. But I want to establish this. People have asked me, well, Pastor Hank, you, you don't uh, watch the news. I did uh, about a couple of days ago when the ruling came out. I thought, I just want to hear what they're saying. And I thought, man, now I know why I don't watch the news. <laughs> and, and so anyway, people ask me, well, Pastor Hank, how do you stay strong? You know, you, you're not wavering. Well, I stay in my Bible, but I pray in tongues a lot. And the reason I do that is because part of your, your warring or part of your, your weapon is this. And, and I want you to see this. Part of your weapon of praying in tongues, um, and this is really important. When, when you pray in tongues, part of your weapon is it, it keeps you in the spirit of truth. And it keeps your perspective right. It's very important. If you would increase the amount of praying in tongues over the amount that you are getting news and talk radio and all this coming at you, you're getting the perspective that's affecting your soul, affecting your mind. Come on, they're trying to brainwash you. It'll affect your emotions. You get into fear, right? It affects your will. You start thinking, okay, that's the direction the nation's going. And here's the thing. Praying in the Spirit keeps you in truth. Look at, look at here. Matthew 24, verse 3. Jesus said this. People say, well, what's the signs of the times? Jesus sat upon the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came unto him privately, and they said, Jesus, tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming? And what is the end of the age? And Jesus answered and he said, first thing he says, not wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and all of that that people get into. The first thing that Jesus said, pay attention to, that would mark things of what he's speaking. He said, take heed that no man deceives you. We have been hammered for a long time since 2016, especially, but since 2020, November 3rd, we've been hammered with narratives, lies, propaganda, scripts that they're all reading to try to get you to believe their lies. And that's why they're scared. That's why they censored. It's why they shut things down. That's why they loved it when the church was closed. No man deceive you. Be aware. That's the first thing Jesus said. 
For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, or they'll say it's Christian. (laughs) And shall deceive many. Now watch this. He says this particular sign, more so than earthquakes, more so than wars and rumors of wars, this is the sign that's repeated most. He he says, let no man deceive you in verse 4. He says, let no man deceive you in verse 5. He says, let no man deceive you in verse 11. And then he says it again in verse 24. Let no man deceive you. Well, Pastor Hank, what's the answer? Keep your nose in your Bible. Because this is the book of truth. But praying in tongues will keep you in the spirit of truth and will adjust your perspective and keep it right. I want to show you 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. Watch this. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men. That's why on the day of Pentecost, there are organizations and people that say, well, Tongues is not supernatural. It's just the ability for people to hear in their own language. That's what they were doing. No, they heard them speak. It was a supernatural utterance that they just happened, those that were there in Jerusalem, to hear in their own language. That's a bigger sign right there. But he that speaks an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. But how be it in the what? The spirit realm. He speaks mysteries. Now, why is that important? Go back and look at John 16. Look at what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. Notice he's the Holy Spirit. So he's a spiritual being. The third part of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's a spirit. So... When you pray in tongues, it says your spirit prays. So when you pray in tongues, you are talking to God who is a spirit. The real you is a spirit. You are born as a spirit being. You have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and you live in an earth suit called your body. Now, this is important because Jesus said, verse 13, Howbeit when the spirit of truth comes, he, the Holy Spirit, will guide and lead you into all what? truth. So when you're praying in the, in the spirit, you're speaking to God in the spirit. You are speaking spiritual truth. So if you are speaking spirit to spirit to God and God is truth, as it says here, every time you're going, that's your spirit praying. You just heard the sound of my, of my spirit man. And it's talking to God, spirit to spirit. And every time I'm doing that, I'm aligning with truth. Truth is being downloaded in me. I'm aligning in truth. My perspective is being aligned in the spirit realm. Amen. That's why the more you pray in tongues, the more the craziness of the earth realm and the things that are in it aren't going to sway you. That's why you can stay strong. Because the spirit of truth, you're connecting to the spirit of truth. Now look here, I'm going to show it to you. Look at the book of Jude. Look at the verse. We never read the verses before Jude 20. We always quote Jude 20. Well, you build yourself up. You edify yourself by praying in the Holy Spirit. But, but look at how you keep yourself sane in a, in a corrupt, woke culture. I'm telling you, it'll keep your perspective right. It'll keep you in the spirit of truth. When, when the news says something or a believer says something or somebody posts something on social media, if you're praying in tongues and your spirit is connecting to the spirit of truth, you look at that and go, that ain't it. That ain't it. Some of you need to look at that when they post that garbage. That ain't it. When your relatives are talking, it's okay to be, you know, a woman if you're a man. If you're born a man with man parts and you're dressing up like a woman, that ain't it. Let's go take our kids there. That ain't it. It's okay for two men to get married. They say, no, that ain't it. Some of you, that's your new word. That ain't it. You know, you love them. But when you see them, that ain't it. That ain't it. Now look here. 
Jude 18. How that they told you that there should be mockers in the last time. Who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. Okay, now watch these people that are out there protesting. I mean, think about it. How reprobate that you are fighting for the right to shred babies in a womb. Yea, you, that you're celebrating the right to kill a baby. Yea, you. These separate themselves sensual. No, it really isn't about the baby. It's about your lascivious sex drive. That's out of control. These who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. But how do you overcome that nonsense? But you, beloved, pray in tongues. Build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Why? It'll keep you in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord. It'll keep you in the right spirit, the spirit of faith. The spirit of truth, love, it'll keep you right. It'll keep you in truth. Now, I'm going to show you it's a weapon. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. I got to move quickly. So this is just one verse, but you need to read the, the, the verses ahead. But notice, Paul is speaking. He's talking about your weapons. He says, by the word of truth. Okay, so what is the word of truth? That's your Bible. And by what? The power of God. What did Jesus say you'd receive with the Holy Spirit? Power. So now you've got your Bible. You've got praying in tongues, which is the power of God. And the armor of righteousness. How did you become righteous? The blood. So he's saying, look, your Bible, praying in tongues, and the blood are powerful weapons that you can use on the right hand and on the left. How many people plead the blood of Jesus over themselves? Come on. How many people are speaking the word every day? Psalm 91, you know, uh, the Lord is, not the Lord is my shepherd. uh, He that abides under the shadow of the wing of the almighty God. Okay. And then how many of you every day? See, those are your weapons. It's part of your warfare. That's why 1 John 5, 7 says there's three that agree in heaven. The spirit, the father, and the word, Jesus. And there's three that agree in heaven. The spirit, come on, the blood, and the water, which is the, it speaks of the Bible. So you got the blood, you've got the Holy Spirit, and you've got the Bible. Now look at Ephesians chapter 6. Oftentimes when people quote this, it's like they, 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 they kind of just go right over this. And you, you got to slow down because there's something that's part of your armor. How many of you know that? We put on the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Our loins are girded about with truth. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we have the shield of faith, which will be able to extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one. (laughs) Sounds like a superhero. Because you are. You didn't know it. I'm Sozo man up here. Sozo rights. All right, now watch. Verse 13 of Ephesians 6. Take up the whole armor of God. That you will be able to withstand in the evil day, having all to stand, done all to stand. You know what that word stand means? It's like a military soldier, and on his shoes he's got spikes, and he ain't budging. And that word stand means when you've done all to covenant. Stand or covenant, therefore. In other words, stand in your covenant. You have legal rights. Stand. Enemy mess with your body? Get off my body. This is illegal according to my covenant. I stand for healing. Jesus already paid for it. I'm already healed. Therefore, I stand in the truth of that. Amen? All right, now watch, watch, watch. Look at verse 16. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And people stop there. But verse 18, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the what? Didn't I just show you 1 Corinthians 14 too? He that prays in an unknown tongue, my spirit, what? Praise. It's part of your armor. 
this, you, could you amen any better than that? I mean, you know. Otherwise, I'm just going to end it, go get a cappuccino and a donut. Right. I'll eat with the cops. <laughs> oh, he's a bagel guy. He's a, everybody point to him. He's a bagel guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm looking forward to going to Atlanta with you this Friday. By the way, join me uh, for Flashpoint Live with Pastor Gene Bailey, Mario Marillo, Lance Wanau, and us. Dutch Sheets also be there. Friday night live. It won't be live stream. Atlanta. Are you, you're going with me. Bring the food. All right. Here we go. And so is Sergeant Stuck. Where's he that? He'll bring the food. All right. Now watch this. Luke 11. And I say unto you, watch this. I'm going to show you Luke 11. Jesus taught on prayer and he showed you four dimensions of what you can bring in your prayer life. And you have to understand in Luke 9, 11 verse 9, you got to look at the verses that are above it. I learned it as a Lutheran boy. So in Luke 11 verse 1, I'll just kind of back up for a minute. Jesus is praying. That's why you need to come on Wednesday nights or join us online. Because you learn how to go higher and pray by listening to other people pray. How many of you are already going higher since you've been coming? Good. Now watch this. Jesus is, is, is ending praying and the, one of the disciples comes and says, Jesus, would you uh, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples to pray? And then Jesus gives him a model. And he says, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That kingdom come, that will be done. How many of you are familiar with the Lord's Prayer? And people have taught that as a model of prayer. But Jesus didn't stop there. He continued to teach the model of prayer. But he, he, he stops for a minute before he goes into another model from the Lord's Prayer. And he teaches about the attitude or the spirit of it. And he tells about the guy that knocks at the door at midnight, right? And he's got his Second Amendment strapped up. Three German shepherds wondering who's at the door. Right? As the cameras show and the lights go off. Oh, I'm just describing my house. But anyway, so, so anyway, because of his importunity, he'll rise up, his attitude in prayer. Now he goes back into teaching a model of prayer. Now watch this. This is so powerful. There's four dimensions that you need to add to your prayer life. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Verse 9. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Those are the three dimensions right there. Watch what he says. For everyone that asks, that's the first dimension, receives. In other words, it'll be given. So you got to learn how to ask so that you can receive. That's learning how to pray the word. It's learning how to talk to the Father. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, Jesus said he'll give it to you. But then there's the seeking. There's the worshiping, the praising, the listening, the waiting. Okay. How many understand that? That's another dimension that a lot of us don't know. We know how to rattle off our list, but we don't know how to wait and listen to God. We don't know how to ask God questions. We don't know how to be intimate with the Lord and go deeper than just, Our Father, here's my prayers. Well, why don't you go and say, Hey, Father, you know, I am so honored to be with you today. If I could sing a song to you, what would you like for me to sing? I know you don't like my voice, but what would you like for me to sing? He likes your voice. And I ask God, and he'll say, you know what, Hank, I like this song, and I'll sing it to him. And I'll say, Father, you know, I'm just, it, what's on your heart? What do you want to talk about today? I, I want to hear from you today. What do you want to talk about? And the Lord will talk to me, and he'll tell me what, what and, and it's, not an, it's not even a national issue. Or, he just talks to me. And, and you've got to learn to have that kind of relationship with God, and it comes through seeking. I remember one of the greatest things where I was tested in that, I decided to increase my prayer time. So I got up really, really earlier than I normally do, and it was early. And I went down, and I went into my prayer room, and I started to pray, and I started to fall asleep. And uh, the Lord said to me, I had this happen twice, and the Lord said, uh, Hank? I said, yes. He said, would you go back to bed? I said, Lord, I'm up here to increase my prayer time. He said, no, go back to bed and rest, and then come back when we both will enjoy it. I was like, Okay. And then another time I was getting ready to leave and I rattled off my list, you know. And Father, I pray for Brenda. And I pray for Brenda. And I pray for Matthew. And I pray for Jonathan. And I pray for the church. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Oh, it feels good to pray. And I grabbed my door to leave in my prayer room. And God spoke to me so tenderly. He said, please. And I turned around and I said, Lord, I know you're going to say something. He said, please, don't leave. And man, I'm like, 
who put that stupid door handle there? <laughs> and I went and I spent time with him. But anyway, let's go on. This is so powerful. All right. So ask, seek, knock. Knock is that bam. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed out of the heavens. Right? But if you knock, the door will be open. You want to get stuff rocking and rolling and moving? Learn how to war in the spirit. Learn how to take your authority against the devil. Amen? Learn how to buke, rebuke the devil and actually have him buke. <laughs> devil, I rebuke you. And the devil doesn't buke. Well, you can learn how. We're going to teach you that. Now watch this. If a son asks for bread, you that are a father, will you give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will you for a fish give him a serpent? If he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, watch, here's the fourth dimension. How much more shall your heavenly father give what? The Holy Spirit to them that ask him. There is praying in tongues. So you have the asking of the word. You have the seeking of worship, praise, listening, waiting, and you have the knocking of using your authority, and now you have the praying in tongues. You can build yourself up, I feel good. Or you can, you can get over into diversities of tongues. Right? All right, let's go on. Pastor Doug, let me show you Isaiah 59. Verse 19, watch this. Why is praying in tongues so powerful? And I'm going to leave you with a scripture. We're going to go just a couple of minutes, Pastor Doug, and they'll just have to figure out the parking lot. <laughs> so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in, I like to put a colon there, a period there. When the enemy comes in, because he ain't that bad, he thinks he's tough. Who's greater, God or the, or, 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 or the enemy? Okay, so let's not, let's not give him credit. He's going to come in like a flood. But sometimes he tries to flood you with stuff. But when the enemy comes in like a flood, watch. The spirit of what? The Lord will lift up opposition, a standard, a resistance, a barrier against him. Okay, so if the enemy's attacking you and you're just going to take it, Right? I used to hate the Rocky movies because he'd get punched, you know, Adrian. I'm like, shut up, Rocky, fight back. And they're hitting him, you know, and Mr. T, I pity the fool. I'm going to take you out, Balboa. And he's up there. And then finally something kicks in. Come on. Hit me here. You ain't nothing. Hit me here. Hit me here. And, he, and it's, it's like it stirs him up. And then finally he just knocks him out. I like it when he knocks out the Russian one. Remember that? And he gets on at the end. His kid's watching. You know, when I first came here, he's talking to the Russians. I didn't like yous and you didn't like me's. But people can change. <laughs> but, but Rocky had this ability where, you know, something like with Christians, like how many times are you going to get punched? Come on, stand up. Get over in the tongues. What happens? The Spirit of God raises up a standard. You knock the enemy out. Quit taking punches. Right? Listen, when I fight John... He throws his punches at me, and John, I know you're watching. He'll throw a punch at me, and I just, I grab it. You know, he's a professional fighter, but I grab it. Then I start going like this, and I bring him down to his knees. Because he's laughing so hard. Okay, there you go. See, just wait for the story to end. Okay, I want to show you the last scripture. Go to Judges 7. We're going to call it a day. Well, not a day. We're going to call this service a day. And then we're going to actually go to another service. All right, right? Amen. I can't wait for the Ignite Conference, by the way. That's at July for businessmen and those that are in business. It's going to be great. I feel like God's really going to do something for those people. Craig, I really believe that. All right. You can get information where? Ignite.com? What is it? Ignite what? 
ignite-cb.com. There you go. Okay. I just saw your face and it reminded me. All right. All right. Where are we at? I'm going to show you. Okay. So there's a test. There's a test. Remember what God said a few weeks ago. He's testing us. How? Saying, what would happen if we would all begin to pray in tongues or increase the amount? What would happen? Judges 7, there was a test. How many remember the story of Gideon's army? And there were 32,000 warriors that were going to go. Now look at verse 1. Then Jerubbabel, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them, by the hill of Moriah in the valley. So there were a lot of, lot of enemies. And the Lord said to Gideon, Gideon, the people that are here are too many to deliver a nation into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves up against me, and in their own pride, saying, President Trump saved me. Careful. Now, therefore, go proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, watch this. This is where our country's at. Whoever is fearful and afraid, go, go, go. Depart early. Okay, there's people that early have took them out. Since when COVID was first announced, they, 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 they're so fearful. They're so afraid. Their churches are still locked down. Their pastors are hireling. I bet you they're still getting their tithes. And their paycheck, while well, they haven't even opened up and ministered to you, that's essential. Huh. Hope they get out of the ministry. So they depart early, they're afraid, and they're returned of the people 22,000. And there remain 10,000. Remember, 32,000, 22,000 were afraid. The majority of the people are afraid. That's where uh, our nation is. Majority of churches are not speaking up. They're not speaking out. The pastors are cowards. They're afraid to lose people. Right? So they're just going to, you know, motivate you to do what? You're the ones out there like Rocky taking the punches. And they're afraid to take a punch. They're not fighting for you. That's where the majority of America pastors are at and a lot of Christians. But then watch this. And they return 22. Now the Lord said to Gideon, the people are yet too many. Now watch. Here comes a test. Bring them down to the water. And I will try them. I will test them there. And how is God going to test them? I believe this is where we're at. It shall be that whom I say unto you, this shall go with you, shall go with you. And of whoever I say, they won't go with me, the same will not. There is a separation happening. Who's on the Lord's side? Come on, you're seeing it. But what is God testing us with? This is, this is very powerful. Watch this. He brought him down, the people, to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, Every one that laps of the water with his what? In other words, ooh, he that uses his tongue. He that does not ignore tongues. Well, that's talking in the natural. God's saying it to you today. I'm looking at my church. Are you ignoring your tongues? Are you using your tongues against the enemy? They were using their tongue to identify who would be qualified to war. How are we going to take back our nation? Pray in tongues. And with his tongue as a dog laps. In other words, when they went to the water, they realized the enemy was there and they would bring the water up and they go... Like me when I'm drinking water. Because I'm a warrior. And he laps as a dog. Him shall you set aside. And there was 300. But guess what the other ones did? The 9,700 of the 10,000 that remain is doing what the church is. Just burying their head in the sand, in the water, taking their eyes off of the enemy that's trying to take over our country through riots. Defunding the police, BLM, mass mandates, mandatory vaccines. Do I need to continue on? And they're so got their head buried in what they can get for themselves that they're ignoring their true freedoms that they're not willing to fight for. Because they don't understand there is a component, there's a necessary piece. Are you using your tongue? 
tongues. Stand up, please. So he brought the people down, everyone that laps of the water with his tongue as a dog, as a dog, as a dog laps, him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that bows down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped with putting their hand to their mouth, in other words, they were using their tongues for the purpose of being qualified for war, were 300 men. That's who I'm waiting for to show up on Wednesdays. But all the rest of the people, they bowed down their knees to drink water, took their eyes off the enemy, could care less about their constitution, didn't care about their freedoms, didn't care about a stolen election, didn't care. And the list goes on and on and on and on. And the Lord said to Gideon, by 300 men that use their tongues, I'll save you and deliver the enemy into your hands. And let all the other people go every man unto his place. I believe if we will just increase, come on, tongue talkers, the amount of prayer. That's why we're going to do it through the summer. By those who use their tongues. <laughs> Will I deliver the enemy into your hands? That's why when people are sitting there saying, repent, America, I'm like, how many times do you need to repent? At some point, use your tongues. At some point, get over in the spirit. And by 300, a small remnant, God delivered a nation. Pastor Doug, would you come? Thank you.